Welcome back to the Cozy Cozy Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Kuzmeyers, and whether you're trying to conceive in the middle of a pregnancy, one day or one year postpartum, we are here to provide comfort and community for the entire perinatal journey. From birth stories of moms just like you and I, to my solo musings on the throes of motherhood and business, to powerhouse mamas making real change, we are here to support you so you can take out your AirPods, feel less alone, and more empowered to take on the day. Wherever you are, let's get cozy. Welcome back to the Cozy Cozy Podcast. As you are listening to this, I am in New Zealand. I'm landing in New Zealand. Um, this is the third time I have ever been there. Uh, last year, it was for my honeymoon. And uh, before that, it was 10 years prior as a graduation trip. And now we're back because uh, my dad is a dual resident and he is taking a bunch of his work people there. Two of his work people quit and there were two spots open and Jeff, my husband and I, decided to jump in. So if you follow me on Instagram, I think, yeah, my handle is still at Garrett and Wood. You can follow along if you're curious about New Zealand. And I'm also, as I'm recording this, I'm four days out from leaving for New Zealand. I got in from, gosh, an eight week trip or eight week, eight day, felt like eight weeks, eight day trip that was started in Miami, Florida, ended in Jacksonville, Florida. And now I am back. And this morning I was journaling and I thought, what do I really want to solo cast on? And um, I was thinking about traveling and I will do travel tips sometime if you guys think that would be helpful. But I was really thinking about just the juxtaposition of how you have to really let yourself be in flow when you travel because there could be traffic on the highway on the way to the airport. There could be delays in flight. There could be a lack of restaurant choices. You really have to flow with kind of what the universe gives you. And there is so much structure in travel, right? There's times and schedules and logistics and planning that is involved. And so I thought, wow, there's this really interesting, uh, you know, perfect polarity and web that's woven between masculine and feminine energy in travel. And of course, that brought me back to the exact same thing in motherhood, because we could say the exact same thing really about anything in life. But today I want to zoom into motherhood, because there is this essence of really having to learn to go with the flow in ways that you know, I, I never was able to go with the flow. I didn't have to, I could stop my feet. If things didn't work, I could be frustrated and feel victimhood. And you can't do that when you're in charge of taking care of another person and you really have to learn how to flow. And at the same time, motherhood also requires you to step into creating structure, like perfect example being like nap times, feeding times, routines, all of it. So we're going to get into that today. If you are new to the podcast, a uh, little backstory, I started this podcast after I published my first book, Dare to Move. You can buy it on Amazon. Published that in April of, uh, actually, I hit send on April 8th of 2018. Um, if you look on Amazon, it says it was published on April 12th because that's when Amazon accepted it. But it was born April 8th, and so was my firstborn child, Declan. So I think it's hilarious because... 
I tend to birth things in April and we are teed up as a company, Cozy Cozy, to launch our ergonomic pee cup sometime around April. We haven't set a date yet, but I thought, oh my gosh, watch it be April 8th. That, that happens to be a portal for me. So anyway, this podcast started when I was sick and tired of writing, had still the desire to create more content and more and more people were listening to podcasts. I thought, oh, what a great format. So here we are, 2022. I transferred the name Dare to Move podcast to Cozy Cozy. And throughout the journey of this podcast, I've always stayed committed to and excited about solo casting. It is where I process things. It is where I get to show up as my coaching self as an Enneagram 7. I have lots of things I like to do and lots of hats I like to wear, but coaching is something that I thoroughly enjoy and and really probably feel most like myself doing. I'm a projector in human design. And so anyway, it just feels important to continue to share things that come through. So if you look back in this podcast to 2020, I did an episode just titled Masculine and Feminine Energies. I think it was Masculine versus Feminine Energies. And then I did one titled Masculine and Feminine Energies Part 2. And I believe I did masculine and feminine energies in business. So there are three and I will link them all. If you like this podcast, I will link all of those. So you can go back and listen to the other ones because this one obviously is a little more focused on motherhood, but anyone listening who's a mom is probably not just a mom. You're probably in some way, shape or form working or being a human separate from motherhood or in a relationship and relationship dynamics, uh, very much require us to assess our masculine and feminine energies. And in general, I think the other episodes are just good kind of 101. So in case you're brand new and you've never listened to a podcast, just a quick, um, what's the word? Disclaimer, I guess, on masculine and feminine energies. This has nothing to do with gender identity and it has nothing to do with your sex, biological sex. This is all about the yin and yang, so to speak, that exists within all of us. There are some people that are female that are high masculine energy. There are people that are male uh, biologically that have very feminine energy and there's neither is good, neither is bad. They just are. And so you see a lot in the current, I think it's hilarious, a bunch of people saying, I'm getting in my feminine era. Meanwhile, we've been talking about this for like the last five years, but Um, and and they're doing it in like the most masculine way. It just, it makes me laugh so hard, but masculine is important. You have to have masculine energy for anything to exist. Masculine is the container masculine holds, right? So we have to have the space to then create and flow. So think about a cup that holds water. The cup is the masculine, the water is feminine energy. And it has to be held within a container. Otherwise, we really can't drink the water. So we can look at this from an architectural standpoint. We can look at like a very strong masculine looking chair with a feminine color that softens it or a feminine pillow on it that balances it out. So you you can look or read into masculine and feminine energies in aesthetics like architecture or uh, interior design or in fashion. We can also look at it in, again, ways of being. And so today we're going to be looking at it more in ways of being. But again, the disclaimer is this does not have to do with your gender or your sex. 
and has everything to do with the way you're moving through the world. So why I wanted to share about motherhood as masculine feminine energy is because I think a lot of people, and this is again, sort of this trend I see on TikTok being like, I'm in my feminine era because I'm a mom. And it's like, actually being a mom requires us to be a lot of us to be more masculine than we've ever been. And I'm going to get into that in a moment while at the same time, wanting to remain in our feminine, especially if that is the dynamic that exists in our partnership. So just as an example, if you are in a heterosexual relationship and you were just like girly girl, dressing up, going out, meet meet your husband, going out on date nights, and again, doesn't really have to be heteronormative here. There's, you could have been girly and a homosexual relationship and one person could have been more masculine. But what happens when we partner is that we tend to find the dynamic that works, right? So as an example, this is all just examples to make sense of my point. If you happen to partner with someone and at that moment in time, you were happy in a partnership with one person being more feminine, one person being more masculine, of course, in different situations like I tend to be the masculine one with, um, you know, I, I kind of say where I want to go and what I think we should do this year. And then Jeff steps into his masculine and actually puts pen to paper and buys the tickets and makes the plans. But I'm kind of the initiator on like, let's go to Colorado. Then he books the tickets. And then I'm in my feminine while he's kind of like lifting the bags. I know that's like a very literal example. Um, but then I'm going to maybe choose where we eat lunch. Like it's just who's leading, who's following, who's flowing, who's holding the structure. And it's, it's obviously this really complex dance that happens and every couple has their own unique dance within that. But my point is when you partner, you might've been more in your feminine, let's say, compared to your partner most of the time. Now, when you, when you become a parent, these these roles shift, things change, and that throws a partnership off too. And that's another reason why I wanted to talk about this because I am going through a fertility journey and part of trying to get pregnant is having sex every month that on a certain time schedule, which is incredibly annoying because you're like, oh, this is my fertile window and now we have to do it, which that in of itself, it's very masculine. It, but Jeff doesn't know when I ovulate. Like he could try to use a calendar tracker, but right, I'm going to feel it in my body. I'm going to be the one peeing on a strip. So again, this is just kind of a flash forward to what we're going to talk about today, but it's not really me being in my feminine to be like, hey, it's time to have sex now because I'm ovulating in the next 24 hours and now we're in our, win my, our window and this is when I'm feeling it and now we need to do it because the baby's down. I mean, it's just not fun. And what's kind of uh, ironic and hilariously not fun about it is that when a lot, like a lot of women like to not be dominated, but like might want to have the man be the one coming on to them. And it's like, I am that person. Like I want him to initiate sex. Meanwhile, I have to be over here in my masculine. Like it is now time because time is masculine. Time, structure, boundaries, uh, form, logistics, again, all masculine. But if I'm the one that's now telling him now this has to happen, it's already a turnoff for me. And yet 
I kind of have to because I'm the only one that knows when I'm ovulating. <laughs> so it's uh, obviously top of mind for me. But before we get more into partnership dynamics and why your partnership dynamic may change because of the masculine and feminine energy shifts that happen in motherhood, I want to just, again, start with motherhood. I am not a neuroscientist. I do know a little bit about hormones and I do understand through just experience of riding the hormonal wave after a baby as well, that the hormonal shifts also will dictate the way we show up again and the way we show up, meaning how we are being as a human. And if we are operating on more of a masculine energy system or a feminine one, other caveat that I just, just kind of popped in my brain. This will not apply to everyone. I am a hybrid person. I do work, but I, I work from home. I only have a babysitter two and a half days a week. I work a lot in the morning. I work a lot during nap times. I work sometimes in the evenings and I kind of get it. I work on the weekends. I'm just kind of in flow that way all the time. I am not someone that is in a nine to five with my kid in daycare. That right there will inherently put you in a structure that is just there. It's sort of like the house you live in. So I don't want anyone to think that when I talk about schedules, if you're like, wow, well, I have to be in my nine to five job Monday through Friday. I, my kid has to go to daycare on that time. I don't want you to necessarily think that means you are in your masculine because that is just the fixture that your life runs on based on your job, which is how you provide for yourself. So I'm very much getting the download right now to say that that does not mean you are in your masculine because it's so such a strong fixture in your life. It's like as steady as the sun rising and setting that I'm getting the image that like that, that just means that that's the house you live in. Okay. So I just want to disclaim too, I don't want anyone that has a more rigid uh, work routine to make that that means that they have to, that they're more in their masculine because actually with the masculine just in the background, you actually have to think, you don't have to think about it as much. Does that make sense? So you can flow more. And I have a friend who's a very good example of this. So that's kind of the caveat there. Um, and then anything else before we dive into motherhood, masculine, feminine? Da, da, da. Oh, okay. Last little disclaimer. When we talk about this, it cannot be shared without mentioning the maiden to mother journey. Maiden to mother journey is something I have talked about numerous times in this podcast. I will link that podcast as well because it is a transformation um, in spirituality, just in generally the history of the world. We have a lot of female archetypes like there are like literally many, the lover, the huntress, um, the enchantress, the um, wild woman, uh, whatever. But the basic ones are maiden, mother, crone. You are in your maiden era, then you have a kid, you're in your mother era, then you basically, you know, stop menstruating and you are in your crone era or wise woman era. And when we look at these archetypes, we embody different things. And again, I don't want to give that whole podcast right now because I have great content on that that I will link. But Maiden is run off of proving and achieving and going out there to, you know, 
find herself to then get grounded to then have the kid. So getting the partner, getting the home, getting some level of stability to then feel ready to mother. And it's not like all of a sudden you have a baby and your mother. Like your mother journey may start before you're even pregnant. It may start when you get pregnant. You may never have a biological child, but still step into the mother archetype in other ways. I've talked about the maiden, the mother archetype in business as well on other podcasts. So the reason I want to bring that up is because very much we very much shift our operating system within our body when we shift from maiden to mother, and it is not an overnight shift. Because of that shift, we tend to go generally more feminine in some ways, and at least that's what I, you know, if you go back and listen to other podcasts, what I've said in the past, that the mother is more feminine based on the maiden being more masculine, more go-getter energy, more achiever energy. This is true. However, it's personally, it depends on the person. And today we're actually going to talk about the way the masculine shows up in the mother, because that is the download I got about this podcast in general. But again, if you've never listened to any of my content or anyone else's content on the maiden to mother journey, and you are a new mom, an expecting mom, or you're thinking about having kids, I highly recommend looking into that archetypal shift because it is why so many women are confused after they have a baby, because Again, all the reasons I talk about in many episodes, I will link them, but basically what got you going before, what made you happy, what made you feel accomplished, what made you feel proud, what made you feel successful, what made you feel sexy, all of that changes when you become a mom for many reasons. Again, that have to do with the archetypal shift, so go listen to that podcast and In those podcasts, I do say that it tends to be a more feminine era of the mother versus the maiden, which I do think is generally true. And again, today we'll talk about the way the masculine shows up within that balance of shifting into the mother. So we are going to get started in masculine and feminine energies um, as if we are not already beginning uh, in the mother archetype. So obviously when you get pregnant, your boobs get bigger, which makes you appear from a gender identity standpoint more feminine, so to speak, even though this has nothing to do with gender. Uh, And your hips get wider. A lot of women feel more feminine because their body becomes softer, right? The masculine is rigid and it's full of like structure and strength and form. And the feminine is a softer form, more formless, um, flowy, energetic, And, you know, even if you are a woman that has really lean, hard muscles, like you're still going to appear softer. Your joints are literally looser and more flexible and you're more wobbly. Like you just kind of step into this like vessel era that does feel so much more feminine because you also give up control. If, if the masculine is more of the leader or the holder of the form and the structure, um, while yes, your body is, is, is doing that, it's holding the baby, it's being the vascular, which is, you know, technically masculine. Um, you are not telling your body when to grow the blood vessels. It's not of the mind. Masculine is always of the mind, like mental energy, and feminine is, is more intuitive. So there's this very intuitive thing happening that's led by our body. Um, our body's doing this thing that we're not having to think about. So we're not masculinely on a linear, like, 
what not well is a very linear timeline, but we're not on a, um, and I'll get to that in a minute, but we're not in a thinking egoic masculine energetic of now I have to do this because the masculine is all about doing, um, feminine is all about being. Uh, we don't have to think about how to grow the lungs. We don't have to think about when the toenails, like the baby just, you know, grows. So it is a very intuitive thing. The body knows how to do. And at the same time, step one of the masculine and motherhood is that you're put on this timeline. You're put on this masculine timeline in pregnancy with all of these milestones and mile, you know, things that you want to like schedules of this scan. And I mean, it's literally the second you become a mom, you get pregnant, you're on this timeline. And in a lot of ways, it kind of goes against the way our culture does it. Um, it kind of goes against listening to your body, right? Like a lot of women have planned C-sections or planned inductions. And like for me, they put the fear of God in me when I wanted to wait one more week because I didn't feel ready. I wanted to go past my due date. Um, and it just, I w- wanted to be in that more feminine flow of trusting. And, and, you know, meanwhile, I'm kind of up against this cultural society of these masculine timelines and structures. And so the masculine comes in pretty hot in motherhood because as soon as the baby's born, it's like, what, you know, are they doing each milestone? Did they smile? Did they sleep through the night? Are they breastfeeding right? Are they rolling over? Are they crawling? Are they walking? Are they talking? It's like you're constantly looking for these um, these milestones. And so from milestones and scheduling and timeline perspective, there's a lot of masculine energy holding that, which is, you know, growing a baby and becoming a mom. And uh, at the same time, once you become a mom, you also have to continue to hold those timelines. And a lot of it goes against listening to your body. Like listening to my body, I want to sleep through the night, especially after I was up for three days giving birth. But yet I had to wake up every two hours to feed the baby. So you are stepping into a relationship with a new human. And that new human can't talk to you very well, right? They The only way they can communicate is to cry and that is a very challenging way to communicate with someone. And so as you step into this era that is no longer, at least in the short term, about you, it's about you keeping and sustaining the life of another human. We're very much, it's it's just my brain is like spinning with this juxtaposition of like listening to your intuition of what the baby needs. Like mother's intuition is real. The brain forms new synapses when we're pregnant so we can better understand our baby. But also like trying to mentally create these schedules so that, you know, based on what culture tells us, the doctor tells us, uh, what science tells us the baby should be doing um, to keep the baby healthy and alive. And so Uh, And then again, going against our own body clock, which would be the feminine thing to do to listen to our body because we have to get up for the baby. So there's this duality of I'm trying to uh, listen to my intuitive nature as a mom and what my baby needs and what my body needs in order to, you know, create breast milk and all of this for the baby. But also I have to do all these things, which by the way, it's like, we all feel like we do. I'm sure we don't really have to follow all these steps because a lot of the, I joke like the, um, outlet sock didn't exist, you know, even 20 years ago, the baby monitors didn't exist hundreds of years ago. Like, you know, it's, it's a very intuitive thing. And then that's why 
in so many other podcasts, I've talked about how motherhood is much more feminine than any other era or archetype. However, there is so much around not only structure of these schedules the second the baby's born and timelines and how many naps they're taking a day and building your day around these nap schedules if that's what you choose to do. I know a lot of moms do, but also like planning and managing a family. If you are, and it falls a lot of times on the mom, so I'm just going to speak from that angle. I know it's not the case with everybody, but even if you are a, a nine to five working mom, which several of my friends are, several of my clients are, like a lot of times planning of the family traditions, planning of the family activities, daycare, child care, uh, medical care, pediatrician stuff, that usually falls on the mom uh, as well. Um, and I, I don't know if that kind of starts because the mom is the one feeding the baby if they breastfeed and then they're kind of more intuitively connected to the child or if that's just, you know, gender norms, but it has, there's usually one primary parent and in, in the history of our, our world, a lot of times it's been the mother. And so that level of organization is for some women, a very, very tall order if you've never been in that masculine um, scenario. And I, again, I'm just making this up as an example, but if you're someone who, you know, has had a job where your boss says, you know, you got to be here nine to five and here's your responsibilities and you can kind of check in and out on the weekend and you do your job well with whatever, you know, expertise you have, management is not fun and managing a household managing bills I know a lot of this is just generally like adulting I promise I'm not trying to sound like an idiot here but I know for me like really trying to step into that role of what are is our family going to do for fun or where are we going to travel or what does a Saturday look like for us as a family with many responsibilities for this child, but also home responsibilities and also wanting to spend conscious, connected time together? That level of planning and or logistics and just the logistics of the day-to-day with a child, who's picking up from daycare or who's putting them down for their nap or who's cooking dinner. I mean, it's a lot of... logistics because the second you become a mom you're no longer just responsible for your own mental health and well-being which we know in the country we live in we have a mental health crisis like I do not say that lightly just I remember pre-motherhood for me just managing myself day-to-day was hard like making sure I meditated making sure I journaled making sure I drank enough water I'm like gosh it was hard enough for me to do that and then you add in taking a care of another person and you're like wow this is this is hard um, and I'm not, I, it sounds funny saying that, but it's, it, it's really the truth. And so if you are someone that has kind of had it figured out where, you know, the world's kind of telling you what your schedule is based on work requirements, um, and you can kind of flow on the weekends, like that's kind of gone. And I don't say, and I know that there's, there could be someone shaking their head right now that's like, no, like we're choosing for the baby to fit into our lifestyle and not building our life around the baby. I love that. I know that's like more of the European mindset. I love that mindset. If you know me, you know that I travel all the time with Declan. Um, and at the same time, it's just until you're in it, it's hard to know. I know a lot of people that have kids right now are like nodding their head. Yes. It's like, there are just a lot of logistics. Um, 
even just who gets to go have coffee first be, versus who gets to lay in bed and, you know, nurse the baby or feed the baby um, on a Saturday morning. And so I think for me, while we all often look at this feminine archetype of the mother who's more softer, and I'm going to get into why in a moment, um, lest we forget there's a lot of masculinity that we have to step into because as the primary parent, there's a lot of management, whether that's healthcare management or your child ha- needs mental and emotional support, managing and, um, and dealing with their emotions throughout the day, dealing with your own, planning meals, planning logistics. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more planning logistics because again, you're, you're managing other people. So that's the first way, big way is just the milestones, the schedules, the timing, the logistics, that masculinity really has to show up. And I don't mean masculinity in like manhood, by the way. I know I, I already just claimed that, but just because the way I've been saying it, but masculine energy, not masculinity. Masculine energy shows up in motherhood that way. So now if we think about the feminine essence of why and and how we are you know typically looking at motherhood as a more feminine era is because we are forced to soften so while yes there are a lot of logistics that have to happen um schedules that need to be made um all the things i just mentioned there's also this other person right and we are forced to flow with them the amount of times me and my friends have been like yep they didn't nap today so uh we just, I just didn't get any of my personal work done or any of my chores done or had to cancel my work call because they didn't nap or they only wanted to nap on me today. It forces you, it forces you to soften to your own plans, to be able to go more with the flow of your own, uh, you know, minds, uh, you know, thoughts on how the day should go. Um, it's also much more grounding. I made a TikTok about how life as a mom for me is actually, I think, a much healthier lifestyle than being in um, in my previous lifestyle. Because if I wasn't careful, I would sit at my desk all day and do call after call and maybe go on a short walk and maybe do like a quick workout in the morning, maybe both if I was lucky. But that was it. Um, I wasn't sitting on the floor playing toys and away from my phone or being outside for an hour and a half at a park in nature i wasn't um yeah sitting on the ground having a picnic at a park like there's so many more things that motherhood brings me into real life and the present moment versus looking at my laptop and you know i'm this hybrid person i choose to do both but there's a level of presence that and and present moment flow that happens in motherhood that i don't think we always give it enough credit for that's really beautiful um compared to living just masculinely by the hour by the google calendar phone call to computer call to coffee meeting to you know all of it and also people who are working nine to five if that is you i know this podcast is not as geared towards you but on the weekends, you may kind of try to put a little bit more of that nine to five organization around your weekends and with kids, that's just not always the case. Um, And so for me, being in my feminine or in in a little bit more flow is being present, being outside and being more grounded in my body and less in the mind. Because again, masculine is of the mind and feminine is more of the body and the intuitive 
stuff. And when we're present, we create space for the intuitive hits to come through. Like if we're rushing, which I'm so guilty of from schedule to schedule or thing to thing, like there's so many times in early motherhood where I'd be like, well, I, he has to go down now because that's the time that we planned on. And I planned for a workout at that time. And of course that's, you know, when Declan wouldn't go down and Jeff would be like, well, look at him. Like he's not tired. Like he's just, you know, having a different day. And it's like my brain couldn't comprehend that because I had planned XYZ thing and was so stuck in the mind and the masculine I couldn't be present to listening to his cues all the time because I was trying to stay on this this schedule for myself for him and part of motherhood is being able to and you know like I said earlier in the podcast this applies to a lot of things in life being able to go with the flow and being able to stay more present more often and um, bringing kind of back to the dynamics that come up in our relationships is there's going to be some people who are seemingly more comfortable as they get out of that um, masculine energy like maybe you were someone who worked corporate and then you have a kid and you stay home for a while and you're like wow I feel so much happier I feel so much more at ease like it maybe you're more in tune with feminine energy and it just feels better on you and you feeling better you know it creates even more ease in your relationship and conversely if you're someone who is used to schedule and planning and really really masculine when the baby's not sleeping or not napping or not do whatever they're commanding right it might throw you off a little and you might be really uneasy or uncomfortable with that level of flow and uncertainty and unpredictability. I have so many friends that were really thrown off by that in motherhood and did not cope well in the beginning because again, it was a new experience. And when you're not well, that impacts your partnership as well. And it can go both ways. You know, both partners could be going through this in the same way or or different ways. But to me, understanding that I was changing in my masculine and feminine kind of balance within myself, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, it would have been so much more helpful because my husband would be like, well, you work when you're, you're super masculine in work and then you're organizing the house. He's like, you're constantly in your masculine energy and he's not wrong. Like for me, I, I definitely had some, some months where I was in my masculine energy even more than before, but there were also times where I didn't really have a lot of clients when Declan was really little and I was much more able to flow with him and with whatever he needed. Um, that was, yeah, for the highest and best good. And so I think, you know, again, we see this on TikTok. We see, I'm in my feminine era. I'm doing home things. Like I, I like to, pref I prefer to call that more like slow lifing. Um, and I didn't want people to think that you're going to have a baby and it's just going to be this quote unquote feminine thing. It's like, if you want to be a homebody and do more home-based things like cooking or reading or not going out as much, again, that's being maybe more grounded or slow lifing, cooking things, whatever, bone broth, taking time for recipes. But parenting does require a lot of masculine energy. And for some people that are good at that, it they might thrive in motherhood for that reason because they're good at schedules. Like my, I'm thinking of my sister-in-law. Like she's just so organized and it's it's amazing. 
to watch. Um, where and, and you know like her kids fall in line with that and then there's some people that want to be that way and their kids like nope my my lesson in this lifetime is to teach you how to flow better and be more in your feminine and you know you're not allowed to make plans because I'm going to mess them up every day and I, I joke that that's like a soul contract between you and your child but um, it's not to say that it's there's not a, a more softness to your literal body and there's not a more softness to our emotions and a more heart-centered, heart-based way of living because these little beings like just, just you know, make our hearts explode. Um, that's also very feminine, but there's this, um, again, this structure that has to show up with, again, just caring for a child and when we think about, okay, well, what is the balance? It really comes back to you and what makes you feel good. If you don't like a schedule, don't force one on yourself or your kid. If a schedule gives you mental clarity, great. Let that masculine structure give you safety. Like the masculine does provide safety. And a lot of this stuff that I'm saying, it might make more sense if you guys go back and listen to masculine and feminine energies, but we've talked about this in pre previous episodes, how the masculine creates safety because boundaries create safety. We talk about this in gentle parenting all the time. Without boundaries, kids don't feel safe because they really don't know what their bounds are, right? Like they don't know, like rules make kids feel like they, they know how to play it safe. They're not going to get in trouble for doing something that they didn't know is wrong, but they're also um, not going to get hurt by uh, doing something they thought was right. So rules help and boundaries help us all feel safe, which is masculine. It provides structure. It provides safety. And um, whatever, I always joke, you know, whatever we struggled with pre-kids, motherhood tends to make us master. Uh, so if you were really masculine in, you know, pre-kids, like maybe motherhood's going to make you master your feminine. I don't know. But I do think it's worth talking about it all because some people coming into motherhood may be like, oh, gosh, I... I'm going to enter this feminine era. And it's like, actually, it's there's still a lot of masculine that has to exist under that. And maybe you don't want to rest in your feminine. Maybe your marriage will be better if, if you've always been the ma more masculine, balanced person in the relationship. Maybe it needs to stay that way. But the, the, the reason I want to record this and the reason that I know in the past the other masculine and feminine energies have been so helpful for people is because it brings awareness to how we are being. Is your beingness up for anything and doesn't want to make plans and wants to see how the day goes? Are you much more um, creative and in flow and wanting to just hang out and see what happens? Or are you one of those over planners. I mean, to be honest, we've talked about this in other episodes, but like most of us in today's world are of the masculine type because our culture pretty much mandates that we are, right? Like almost everyone has a, a, a Google calendar, right? Like we all look at it. We all have it. Like it's, it's there. It's happening. Even my friends who are stay-at-home moms operate on Google calendar. So that is going to put this backbone or this background masculine energy that does provide structure for our lives, but it doesn't mean that your baby's going to want to, you know, do that. And I think the other really big aspect of the feminine side that I, again, going back to the positive, is that feminine energy is very fun and lighthearted. It's much more of like the play. So if the masculine and the boundaries um, create the, the safety then the feminine can play. She can she can flow. She can spread out. She can 
explore, be curious. And again, this this element of play is so, and fun is so lighthearted. And that to me is where I, I love motherhood so much. Like playing with him and being silly on the playground or at the park or on walks and singing silly songs, like much more feminine, playful, lighthearted energy than I spent my time. Like not that teaching Barry's classes wasn't fun, but like my fun, my, or like my hobby, even though I got paid for it was like, yelling at people on a microphone and talk about masculine there was a time we were on a time clock literally every 30 seconds something was changing in the room and I was counting the reps or the time and and structuring the workout for effectiveness like it wasn't like let's just flow around and see what happens for our workout right and so for me spending more time in childlike nature myself is much more feminine and I think in a lot of ways it's positive for my relationship um and I think the the I guess I mean it's kind of a no-brainer but anytime we add a new person into our family we have a kid right we rebalance the masculine and feminine in our relationships and so if something has felt off in your relationship like take stock of it was your partner the person that was usually more masculine and now you are because you are the primary parent and you're you're the one telling everyone the plan and and making and dealing with the logistics and maybe your partner used to do that is that something you can delegate back to them now that you've figured it out so that they feel like they're still operating in their masculine if that's where they prefer you know like what is that what is that going to look like but I'm not here to say there's any right um like I said before there's no perfect balance between anyone it's the right balance that is there for you and your partner but I think if anything these episodes help us bring awareness to where are we more in our masculine and where are we more in our feminine and in motherhood again my driving home point really of this episode is that there is a lot of masculine energy in motherhood because of the momagement as our former guest marissa lonick would say like we become managers in a lot of ways of the household if we are the primary parent um, especially if you're a single parent and having to assess like how your energy is um can help us understand if we're over indexed in one or the other um, and is that making us more happy less happy is that making our relationship struggle is it making our relationship thrive like what is that balance like for you within you and then within your relationship so i know jeff is super organized and he provides a lot of structure in our family he's a virgo rising so a lot of times like i will have him help me pack stuff because he packs it better than i do and like you can do that like and that's a silly example but he can operate in the masculine in that way whereas i'm more like here's when the doctor's appointment is here's when the new babysitter's coming over to interview like i'm scheduling a lot of that stuff and again luckily like most of us americans we, i'm good at it and for me it's been harder to go with the flow it's been harder to sit around and play and feel like i'm quote unquote doing nothing that's a that is a, the reason that a lot of people struggle with motherhood or stay-at-home mom or just being in their feminine in general because there's no achievable thing right there's no box to check off to say oh I did that because it's not about doing it's about being it's about being present it's about being in a relationship with your child and caring for them in like just you know the most what's the word like um what I'm looking I can like see it I can't say it um 
just how we've been doing it for centuries, right? Like we've just been naturally listening to what our kids need and providing for them. And um, I think this balance within us is always subject to change, right? And it's also something that if we can be present to it and how we're being, that can be a major key to happiness. And there's going to be times, obviously, I know I probably don't need to caveat this, but I will, that you're going to have to be more in one than the other, right? When you're early postpartum, you're not necessarily making the plans. Like you should probably delegate to your partner to schedule the doctor's appointment, to make sure there's gas in the car uh, for getting there, uh, making sure there's some food in the fridge for you to eat while you're nursing in bed, all of that kind of stuff. So um, I hope that if anything, this episode has had piqued your interest into self-evaluating, self-awareness work around if you are in your masculine more or your feminine, um, some uh, you know ideas on what being more in your masculine or feminine can look like, and then to understand where you might need balance, like what's going to feel better for you? Like, are you exhausted because you're over-indexed in your masculine and your mind needs a break? Do you need to create time as a mom or just as a human to get away and be more in flow? Is just hanging out with your friends, does that get you there more easily? I think the big another big challenge I just hear other moms talk about with maybe without putting these words around it per se is that they're so over, like they're so exhausted on the management of the household that it's actually hard to come down and shift into that feminine energy to play with their kids. Um, they'd rather unwind, you know, with a glass of wine or with a girl's night out or with a friend or at a pedicure or a massage. And it's like, we want to be able to balance those energies so that we don't feel like we need an escape from it. But again, based on your relationship, based on your past, based on what the shift into motherhood is going to look like and feel like for you, it's going to call out a different aspect of self. And it may be one you're not used to if you're not used to your feminine, if you're not used to your masculine. So again, just to review, everyone has both energies within them. I've given so many examples on the other episodes, which I will link, um, of that Jeff has, where, where Jeff is in his feminine in our life, where I'm in my feminine, where I'm in my masculine. And I hope you'll go check those out. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, one more fun update if you guys are still listening. I'm recording this on Monday the 5th, and this is actually the day that I am talking to Shark Tank um, to see if we are a good fit for the show this year. We got an email for them, so or from them, and um, this is like our first casting call. So wish us luck. Um, follow along the New Zealand travel escapades um, if you can, and please feel free to comment on this episode with any questions about the subject matter that you have or personally email me. My email is always in the show notes. And as always, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful that you are. And um, I'm here for any all questions, comments, and concerns. Stay cozy.